0: I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do they facilitate one on one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research Consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group, We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today we got Eddie Crittenden with us, and Eddie's the CEO of the McNary County Tennessee Chamber of Commerce. Eddie, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Chad. I've been watching these videos. Glad to be able to join you guys and be a part of it.
0: Yeah, well, I think you're one of our successes. We, uh, we've we done about 100 executive searches now, and you were like number three, and you're still there, so,
1: so that's <laughs> good. <laughs> it's good or bad, I've been here so long now. I've been here, uh, you guys kind of started this in 15, and I came in December of 15, so uh, yeah, yeah, been here, been here four and a half years.
0: That's right. Well, tell our listeners, I know you've had some real successes in McNary County, and it's a, it's a small rural county, so tell them how big it is and some of the successes y'all have had.
1: It is, Chad. It's uh, you know 26,000 people in the county. There's 11 municipalities in the county. Uh, to give you an idea, there's really only two bigger communities, Adamsville, and of course everybody out there listening will say Adamsville, they're going to think of Buford Pusser walking tall. Yeah, And then and Selmer, Tennessee, but we hit the ground running as soon as we got in here, kind of looked and, and saw what we had as far as the assets we had to sell and what product we had and things like that. And started out with a bang. We had a, a first announcement right after the beginning of the year. When I got here and started working with our team, I think our unemployment rate was about 10.5 and within a couple of years, the lowest got down to about 4.2. So did rather well with that. We had, uh, we've sold about 10 buildings in the county, a couple of that I never thought would move, but we were fortunate enough to work out the deals to get those things done. And overall, we've had about a little over 500 full-time job announcements and we've had roughly 30 million of investment in the county. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's gone really good over the last four and a half years.
0: And wasn't one of your big deals with Is it, GE did a big expansion there, I remember?
1: It did. Yeah, GE Monogram, their subsidiary of, of GE now, it's, it's of course, the company's Monogram. They were purchased year before last, I think, at the end of the year by Hire, which is a Chinese company. If you go pretty much into any uh, C-stores, not a C-store, but a Walmart, a place like that, you'll see it a little higher. They're the biggest ma- appliance manufacturers in the world, so... It's been a good acquisition for them, and uh, they put a lot of money in it. We we currently had a uh, one hundred twenty four thousand square foot building, and we did a hundred twenty four thousand square foot addition to it, and hired a, another two hundred twenty people. They're not only making high end refrigerators now; they're making air conditioners, heat wow. and air, HVAC systems. So, yeah, that's that's doing really well.
0: Well, have you run out of buildings now? Do you have any product left? If you sold ten of them, you can't have much left. Uh,
1: we pretty much have, man. We've got. Some areas that we're looking to purchase. We've got a little bit of land in our in our industrial park. We just finished up a uh, due diligence study with the state. Tennessee gave, gave us a grant back beginning of or end of last year. So that property just got finished. Uh, our next move on that will be a site development grant, getting it up and, and going. It's about 15 acres, but we're a little lacking on properties. Of course, we're like every other community out there. We've got the little buildings and the ones that were the t-shirt shacks you know t-shirt manufacturers back in the day and everybody thinks oh it's a great building why isn't it being sold you know why is it just sitting there falling apart and they don't realize it's got 12 foot root ceiling height in it you know mm-hmm. and they're just not conducive to, to today's manufacturing world you know we're currently looking at purchasing like i said some property and on top of that building a, a spec building and there, you know people are tossed up on those things whether you build it don't build it I personally come from the economic side of it where I want a building. I want to bring somebody to the community. I don't really, you know, get into the the whole virtual thing. I think it's a great thing if somebody wants to take that route and can't afford to build a building. We've been fortunate with all the projects we've done. We've been able to build up our nest egg pretty good. We're going to be able to leverage some of those funds, hopefully, to build this building. But thank goodness spent, you know, the last 12 years or so in economic development and have a a pretty keen eye on, on what we need. I mean, we're talking about building probably about seventy-five to 80,000 square feet, no lower than 35-foot center height, not a floor, you know, just kind of like some of our colleagues did up in Callaway County and some of the other counties, you know, something to draw people there and get them there. If they don't buy it, maybe they buy the lot across the street.
0: Yeah, well, I know how much you think of Mark Manning. He, uh, he gave a talk at our conference we had on how to do a spec building, and it was the number one rate, and after it was over, we sent everybody up survey, you know, which which did you enjoy the most? And they rated it best. So he knows how to build a spec building. <laughs> so oh, you're gonna build, he's in Cowan County, Kentucky.
1: Gorgeous building, you know, and that's that's the thing. Anybody who, who winds up watching this podcast, you know, I would encourage. It gave me some great ideas. You know, I'm not going to go out and just build a, you know, metal building. Right. It's, it's going to have some look to it. Yeah. I think today's day and time when you see a lot of European investment come over, as you've been kind of working hard on, reshoring, you're going to see some of that stuff, you know, actually I I meant to call and tell you, you know, we, uh, we're fixing to do another project uh, with a company and actually I think two of the products will be reshored product.
0: I'm seeing a lot lot of it and and I don't know as many, how many companies that had plants in China will move them back. But I think a lot of American companies are going to source those contracts domestically. Instead yeah. of from China, and uh, yeah, I'm already, like you're right. yeah, we're already seeing that. Luckily, so, well, tell these folks a little bit about your story. So, I think you're unique, especially for rural communities, because you uh, you were a mayor at one time, you worked in a manufacturing plant, you were even a funeral home director, which gives you <laughs> a, a, a certain way with people. But I think all that adds up to be a good rural economic developer. So, tell these folks your story and kind of what got you into this field.
1: Yeah, I was, as you said, you know, I started my career in manufacturing, supervising, supervision. I've worked in industrial plants from South Texas to South Jackson and enjoyed that part of it. Got into the funeral business a little bit, and I think that's what gave me my ability to meet people well and talk with folks. You know, because if you can talk with somebody in the worst moment of their life, you can talk to a CEO sitting across from the table in Einbeck, Germany. Got into politics when I was in my early 20s and and was fortunate enough to serve mayor as the mayor for five years. Then the economic development job opened up and uh, I'd already kind of been working with our existing folks and really, you know, had a calling for it, loved it. You have to love this job because it's heartbreaking when you lose the projects. You know, that was vacated and I wanted to see what I could do to, to put my skills together to try to help grow the community. We were fortunate there. We... Pretty much sold every building we had there. Unemployment rate was, you know, in, in 08, '08, you know, when everything was terrible, shot up to about 23%. We got it down to about four. Uh, and that was at, in Fulton. And that
0: was in Fulton, Kentucky. I don't think Fulton, we did that. Well, yeah, that was in Fulton, yeah.
1: Kentucky. Fulton, Kentucky. I had uh, I had actually uh, two counties that I did. I had Fulton County and Hickman County. You know, we were very fortunate. We uh, we did well there served on the regional industrial park board as chairman uh, with you. Matter of fact, when you were on there one time for a little while starting your career up that way had actually, uh, I guess one of the biggest success stories we had and and that I'm proud of. in that small rural community was we're able to land a, a German company there who came over and they looked at, probably about 25 communities in about seven or eight states and and even looked in a couple of different countries. Kaiser Automotive Systems, you know, just built a great relationship with them, spent a little time going to Germany, uh, meeting with them, probably went over about three different times. And again, as you know, and anybody who, who listens to our story, everything we do in economic development is about relationships. And we wound up winning that project, actually having them move their U.S. headquarters to a town of 2,600 people. And since the time that they've come, and they took an existing spec building that had been sitting there for about 20 years or better, took that building, retrofitted it, and has since bought the building next door and expanded again. Now, that was a very good success story for Kentucky as well as West Kentucky and and the rural parts because you don't really get any more rural than uh, you're either rural in West Kentucky when you're down by the Mississippi or your rule when you're in East Kentucky, but it's <laughs> yeah, got right. no in between, you know. <laughs> of course, right. then, uh, then when I came down here, just loved it. You know, Tennessee's a great place to do business. Economic Development Cabinet and our governor, I mean, they're just top notch. I mean, they, uh, if you have a project, especially rural communities, they want to put them there if they can. I mean, they'll, they'll, they want to be fair about it. and you can see what the company's drivers are, but if they have a chance to develop rural areas, then, then they do that. And that's, that's one thing that I love about the leaders in economic development in the state of Tennessee and, and, our, and our governor. So they're very proactive.
0: Thank you, Eddie. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back with a lot more with Eddie Crittenden right after this. I want to thank Location One, some folks know it as Lois, for sponsoring today's podcast. Location One has, in my opinion, the best buildings and sites database in the economic development industry. And Now that coronavirus is hidden and, and everything's been disrupted, I've been thinking a lot about, if I were an economic developer still, what would I do during this time? And I know without question... I would transition to Lois and get my buildings and sites as updated as I possibly could so that when we come out of this economic downturn, we're ready to go. Let me tell you why I like Lois. It is the most responsive, mobile-friendly buildings and sites database I have found. It's easy to use. It's just as easy to use on an iPad or iPhone as it is a computer. I was browsing around last week uh, on a a state economic development building and site database, and the thing, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work properly. You had to be an engineer to figure it out. It was too much. It had this circle you could draw to look at buildings. The circle wouldn't work. When I backed out, it forgot what square footage I was looking for. None of that happens with Lois. This is the best buildings and sites database I have found. I've looked far and wide. It is the most easy to use from a site selection standpoint on any platform. I'm told it's just as easy to use for economic developers, that it really walks you through inserting your information and putting it in so that prospects can use it. So I really encourage you take a look at location1.com. Use this time while we're down to update your buildings and sites. Transition them to Location One. You'll be really happy you did. Tell them what you're about, what,
1: two hours east of Memphis? A little less than that. We're 85 miles from Memphis. It's all you know, four-lane traffic either way. We're on the crossroads of 45 and 64. So basically anybody from Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, to the northern part that has ever went to Destin or Panama City or New Orleans has come through Selmer, Tennessee. (laughs) They're always hitting that four-way kind of odd. You know, there's 700,000 vehicles a month to go through that intersection. So. We set in a good spot for transportation, for economic development. But, again, we're in McNary County, Tennessee. It's down on the border of uh, Mississippi, Alcorn County, Corinth, Mississippi, borders us to the south. Uh, anybody really, most of the folks out there my age and older are going to associate uh, McNary County with Buford Pusser and Walking Tall Movies. And I tell you, uh, just a really quick thing on that. When I came here, and you remember, we of course, we had the Chamber of Economic Development. And I I really looked at the county and the community and said, you know, we need a tourism division here. I had some some pushback from some of the elected folks. And, you know, why do we need a tourism commission here? And I thought to myself, why would you not? I mean, you have some of the biggest tourism draws of anyone around Big Hill Pond State Park, you know, Buford Buster. That brings people in from all over the world. Not just the United States, the rockabilly music tradition down here. I mean, Elvis Presley and Carl Perkins first met each other in this county huh. and played together, and that's that's a huge thing that they keep going all the time. So we started that with a goal of you know increasing our dollars by you know about a million bucks, and within two two and a half years, uh, my Jessica Huff, who's my tourism director and chamber director, had just about increased our tourism dollars by two million dollars wow and that's clean money that's money that's coming into a community that you know we don't have to school their kids and 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 all those things and they they come in they leave that money in McNary county and they go back home
0: right so that's I know, why i would
1: encourage that
0: <laughs> well and i know one of the things there so you you actually run the chamber so you're in one of the combined organizations and i've been seeing your facebook post yeah. and i know you're awful worried about small businesses with this shutdown and covid yeah. and everything and uh, so as a small business owner thank you for worrying worrying about that but i told somebody the other day our business is fine because we don't really have to have an office i mean we have one but we're working just as well from home but some of these poor retailers and restaurants who have to have a physical location i mean I, it, it, there's probably never been a worse time for that so talk about some of the stuff y'all are doing to just try to help your your businesses who are suffering through this
1: yeah, you know, of course, uh, the main thing was getting information out to everybody with the PPP programs and idle programs and whatever loan SBA programs that were out there. You know, we stayed on top of Matter of fact, when it first started, we spent the first week and a half or so working from home. And then I came into the office and basically just locked the door and we worked from here and would meet people by appointment if they'd come in. But really trying to lead people in the right direction, you know, depending on what they needed, whether it was unemployment, if it was. Help with utilities, you know, just whatever it may be. You know, on the chamber side of that, you, you have to have the heart of the community and the county in, in, in your hand and, and help what you can to help these businesses survive. We've been fortunate, knock on wood, that we I don't think through the COVID shutdown, we lost anybody. As you well know, we had some flooding last week. I was actually out of town on vacation. You know, when you get eight inches of rain in about six hours, you're going to have some flooding issues. So we did have some retail businesses that got some water in them. So they're working on that now, and hopefully all those folks will be able to get back up and going. Your unemployment rate shot up to about 12.2, I think was May numbers. And in June, they started coming back down about 9.2 or so, 9.5. So I'm hoping they're going to drop, you know, when July and August number comes out. You know, because most of all the employers we have, they're hiring. I always tell everybody, and most economic developers are probably the same way. Uh, they hear it via social media on the street. Oh, there's no jobs here. There's no jobs there. And I always tell everybody, I said, come by the, come by the uh, chamber office. And I'll have you a job by the next day or uh, no later than <laughs> Monday. <laughs> may not be the one you want but uh you know hey (laughs) it feeds the family you gotta take what you can get sometimes
0: thank you eddie we're gonna take a quick break for a message for our listeners be right back with a lot more with eddie crittenden right after this We launched a new initiative called The Movement on June 4th, and we have been overwhelmed with the response that we have received from it. We've already received about 300% the number of members and revenue that we anticipated. So thank you to all of our movement members. If you have not joined the movement, this week we came out with a board training video. It teaches board members why confidentiality is important. It teaches board members and elected officials what their proper roles are in economic development and, quite frankly, what their roles are not ways that they can mess the economic development process up, teaches them why economic development is important, what a primary job is, what's the difference in economic development and economic activity, and it should give them a better appreciation of the jobs economic developers do. So that's just one video. We've got about 20 in there. we put two new videos out a month and two new podcasts out a month. So if you're interested in joining our monthly membership program, go to be movement.us. If you want to just buy one video at a time, let's say you're interested in that board training video, go to nextmoveondemand.com. You can find it there. We'd sure love to have you join our momentum we've created by joining the movement. Well, as we wind down, you, like me, are a big St. Louis Cardinals fan. I know oh, you, yeah. Uh, I know you also have umpired some baseball in the past. So, you think we're scheduled to start July 24th, I think. Now the COVID's growing. You think they're going to play, or <laughs> you think this going to you know- end up – Putting it off
1: again. I hope they don't put it off. I'd like to see them play. Might make tickets hard to get <laughs> if they only play yeah. sixty games or so. But I'll be up there. Luckily, uh, as you know, I can fly out of Jackson here, Jackson, Tennessee. You can fly out uh, of McKellar, Skypes, and uh, right into St. Louis. And of course, now they got flights going to Destin, some other stuff.
0: I didn't know I that. Well, that is handy.
1: Yeah, that is handy. I can. I think it's Air Choice One, and I can get down there and park, go right in, walk out, and get on the plane, in an hour and in twenty minutes I'm in St. Louis. Does um, it
0: does it land you in the, the big airport or over on the it, Illinois? That little it Illinois
1: does down it, at Lambert, yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, you catch an Uber, you know, 10 bucks down to the stadium, oh, or yeah. you take the train for eight dollars. But yeah, I'm I'm excited, you know, I was really excited about this team they started putting together. And then this COVID thing hit, and the only thing I I hated yesterday was I wished I was a football player. and I saw my, my homes got 400 million, I thought, yeah. gosh, you know, man, I wish I could. You know, I'm I'm a big old guy, but I couldn't. I don't think I could block any of those big old guys on the line. <laughs> but hey, pay me five million, I'll be the water boy. That's know? right.
0: Well, Eddie, thank you for being with us. Anything that uh, you want to share with our audience? I didn't ask you about.
1: No, man. Just uh, you know, uh, really, and have known you and Alex, and and you guys, and starting up next mood group, you guys are done phenomenal. I, I mean, I you know, your passion is there. You work with these small communities and and try to bring in the best folks that they can and You know, I would just encourage any of the economic, especially younger guys, new guys getting into it, new ladies. We're seeing a lot of ladies getting into the profession now. Thank goodness. I mean, they provide a different perspective on things. And, you know, when I started, there was four counties around us where we had everybody started within about a month of each other. So we were all green and new. So reach out to your neighbors. You know, if you've got somebody who's a seasoned economic development person, reach reach out to you know they're going to help you i've had economic developers that we've competed on projects and we've presented the companies in the same room together that's the trust factor we have but if one got cut and the other didn't or you both got cut or you both were still in then that's when you put the gloves on back up and, and fight for your community but yeah you know, i would just just would say that making relationships man you know it's like working with you guys you know Everything you do in economic development is about relationship. If you take the road of making bad relationships, it's going to bite you. If you take the road of, of really making good good choices and, you know, being a good steward for your community that you're in and, and then working with your state and TVA who powers us, you know, they're great partners in economic development down here. And then folks like you, you know, I mean, you guys are a multifaceted entity, whether it's site selection or executive searches, things like that. So Having relationships with folks like you and your small companies is just as important as working with your national brand site consultant firms because a lot of you're gonna get the looks at the same things, you know. And if you're looking to move to a different community, maybe move up the the chain a little bit, getting just a little bit bigger community. You need to kind of pay attention to what firms like the next move groups is doing and and different SEDC and things like that. So,
0: but well, yeah, man, not, I, yeah, you're right. I appreciate that. you guys. The one thing Eddie didn't tell you, I used to be an economic developer and he beat me on that Kaiser project in full yeah. so, so that just goes to show you can compete and still be friends.
1: Hey, <laughs> you know, and, and the funny thing is, and I'll I'll add this to it, in case, you know, there's some folks out there who are new into the business and think that they can't win. Again, that was a town of twenty six hundred people in a county of you know, I've been here four and a half years now, it's hard for me to remember, seventy five hundred people competing against a community of what's but a couple hundred thousand up in that area
0: I mean, if you look at the metro yeah county's 80,000 yeah so yeah if you look yeah. at the metro, so, area. and with every
1: interest rate you can think of and railroad and everything running oh, through yeah. it but that was one one of the things uh, it wasn't what you did wrong it was i hope it was what we did right and that was <laughs> building that part, building that relationship with the the owners and and the ones with the company
0: all right well eddie thank you for spending a few minutes with us today
1: Yeah, man. I enjoyed it. Look forward to seeing you guys again next event. Good luck.
0: Thank you, sir.